Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Post Post Podcast. With me, as always, is my co-host, Chris Ronan. How are you? I'm good. You good? You good? Always good. We're both happy. We're good. Florida Panthers just, uh, they literally just beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Moving on to the next series, and uh, we have some, we got some sad Toronto Maple Leafs fans out there right now. Yeah, I mean, in my opinion, I don't think they have anything to be too sad about. They got out of the first round. That's like winning the Stanley Cup in Toronto, in my opinion. They finally got that done. <laughs> uh, it was kind of tough to see them only get one win out of that series. And also the fact that they're all-stars, you know, the top four guys they're paying on the team are just, like, disappeared. Um, but we can get into that series later on if you want to. It's up to you. We can dive right in. Uh, sure. Unless you want to do... Well, we only got like a couple series to talk about. So, did you want to do some hockey news first, and then we'll get get you right into it. it? You got it. Let's do it. Let's 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 fucking do it. So, <clears throat> the past few weeks. What's your language, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Actually, that's one thing I wanted to bring up first off. I do. Uh, I posted an apology video on my Instagram, and uh, last week, uh, if you're not on my Instagram and you listened to our episode last week, uh, there were a, a lot of f bombs dropped. And you can thank a lot of Corona premieres. Uh, and uh, was some, I bad too? Or? Some shots? No, you were fine. Okay, cool. But it was like the middle of me recording. I texted Billy. I'm like, oh my god, I didn't know it was this <laughs> bad. And, I uh, noticed it early, early a little bit. I was like, oh boy, he's oh boy. Uh, he's getting after it. I was like, okay, picking a side and sticking to it. I don't know. Like I had the, uh, I was feeling good, and then I was like, really, really wanting to get into like the conversations at hand, and. Uh, a little too f bomby. So. Like that shirt, by the way. New shirt. Thank you. Um, yeah, new to me. Nice. There you go. My cousin was cleaning out his uh, his old stuff and nice. just took a bunch of shirts. So. I feel like you're always in like a hoodie or a sweatshirt, so it's it's a kind of a change up to see a, a nice new shirt. I mean, yeah, it's finally summertime, but we were yeah. just saying uh, where we're at right now. It's just getting kind of chilly down here. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely getting cold down here. But it's, we're we're in a dark, gloomy basement, so. <laughs> Not that any of you listeners knew that, huh? huh? How about that? Uh, breaking the fourth wall right Some now. Some Hollywood magic for you. Hey. Um, but yeah, I do want to apologize for that last week. Uh, I, I swear to God, I had no idea until I was editing. And then like that Sunday night editing, editing again, I was like, oh no. Oh <laughs> man, just a slap in the face. Like, all right, I need to get it together for the next episode. So here I am, just way more in control, way less drunk than I was last week. But uh, let's get right into the hockey news first uh, before we get into uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs here. So uh, the past couple weeks we've been doing uh, the awards and the finalists for the awards. And so throughout the week we got uh, three awards in uh, the finalist form. So we're going to get into that. So the Jack Adams Award <clears throat> finalists uh, are, were named Jim Montgomery, Lindy Ruff, and Dave Haxall. And then we have the Ted Lindsay Award finalists, who's Eric Carlson, Connor McDavid, and David Pasternak. And then the Vesna Award finalists were Connor Hellebuck, Ilya Sorokin, and Linus Olmark. Um, so I feel like all three of these are going the Boston Bruins route, if uh, you don't mind me saying. Oh, yeah, you really think so? I, I, I think so. Actually, you know what? Uh, Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson for the Ted Lindsay Award. Am I? Now I'm going to be a, a dumb question for the fans that don't listen, don't know. Uh, what is the Ted Lindsay Award? Is it MVP? I think it's the MVP for uh, um, best defenseman, right? No, no, not. De- oh, not I'm thinking Norris. That's Norris what I'm doing. What the fuck is Ted Lindsay? Um, um, most outstanding player in the regular season. Yeah, that's it. Yep, here we go. So I think that one's a runaway for McDavid, don't you think? Ooh, 
Yeah. Carlson definitely was, but Carlson it's it's was. hard to win that as a defenseman, I think. Yeah. When it comes to the Vesna, I do think Omar's going to win it. I think Hellebuck and Sorokin are both definitely very good cases for their teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then for the coaching job, I think Montgomery is going to get it, but I feel like Hackstall did so much more, you know, with his team this year mm-hmm. compared to where they were standing last year. Yeah. Like, yes, there were issues with Bruce Cassidy and the Bruins, but they still got to, I believe, was it the second round or the first round last year? They got bounced by the Hurricanes, so it should have been the second round, right? Because you got to get out of your division. Yeah, yep. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I think just Dave Haxtell, like, the fact that they were as bad as they were last season and made it into the playoffs, and, like, Seattle's no joke right now. They're down 3-2 to two in the series to Dallas, like, as of this recording, yep. right? Yeah. But, like... The only thing I keep hearing is the fact that they're so deep, like that it's basically like nonstop when you play them. It's not like there's a line where you get a shift off. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, right. it's always like you're you're not matching up properly against these mm-hmm. guys ever. Right, right. No, I'm down with you. Um, but if yeah. you if you had to pick your three, who are you going with for your for your award winners? So the Jack Adams, you're right about Dave Hexall. I like I like your take on it, but the problem is I think the the points are going to go toward uh, Jim Montgomery here for what he's done with the Bruins, especially the <clears throat> record-breaking season that he's had with mm-hmm. the with the Bruins. So I feel like it's going to him. Uh, the Ted Lindsay Award, he definitely changed my mind. I thought uh, <clears throat> in my head David Postnock, but I think yeah, that's going that's going to be going Connor McDavid. And for the Vezina, I think uh, Linus Allmark is definitely going to take that spot. Just the sheer number of points that McDavid put up, too. I think it was 153 in the regular season. I could be wrong, though. It's up there. But he was over 150 points in the regular season. That's, like, fucking wild. insane, unheard of, you know? That's nuts. Like Wayne Gretzky-esque type right. shit. He is know? the new Gretzky, I think. He is. Him and Leon Dreisaitl, too. Holy shit. Dreisaitl is the unsung hero of that Edmonton Oilers team right now, I think. He is. Uh, just because Connor McDavid's kind of overshadowing him right now. But Leon Dreisaitl just, like... Just under under the waves, just like really, really causing havoc with the uh, Edmonton Oilers there too. I think I saw something too where um, I didn't write it down in the notes, but uh, in a minimum of forty games played in the playoffs, I think it was like points per game. Uh, Leon Drysaddle is like right the fuck behind Wayne Gretzky in that category. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely effective. Um, I think we mentioned it before about double teaming Ovechkin to shut that guy down, and, and it opens up more passing opportunities. And I think McDavid has kind of figured that out a little bit with Dreisaitl, and that's what kind of works. Mm-hmm. And then you get on top of that, they separate them on the lines. Imagine going up against Dreisaitl on the second line. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's that's nuts. Mm-hmm. And the Damn. power play for that team must be fucking sick, too. Through the fucking roof. Nugent Hopkins, fucking McDavid, Dreisaitl, <sighs> Darnell they, Nurse. They have the power. Yeah. They really do. Bouchard. They 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 just have that guy those guys that yeah. a power play that the first uh, power play line is unbelievable just like how the fuck do you stop that shit yeah the bush, yeah the bush bomb himself imagine being a guy that's gonna stop that clapper yeah they were uh, I believe clicking at like fifty six percent through the first round of the playoffs on their power play Oof, nuts dear god um so uh those my that's my take on it um I don't know we usually do picks on this but I never have. We never really did do not like. Oh like yeah, not like picks. tracking them. Not like tracking I don't know. them or anything. Yeah. Yeah. And just these are just it is what it is for us. But maybe just picks, just 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 to have, I guess. Uh, but let's move on past this. <clears throat> so the Philadelphia Flyers are uh, making some moves here, and they definitely need to. Uh, so they and the 
literally in the past week, I think it was literally in one day, maybe two days altogether, they hired Daniel Briere as their GM and Keith Jones as president of Hockey Operations. Uh, really moving on. Uh, Daniel Briere has been with the organization for how long? For years now? So this this GM move for uh, Daniel Briere just makes sense. Very yeah, good. he was their interim GM last season. So basically they just took the interim away and said, here's the job now. The job. You're, you're doing a good enough job. So. Yep, yep. And uh, Keith Jones, uh, I think that steps him away from, was he on now, TNT? I forget if it was TNT, but he was definitely doing some form of broadcasting, maybe NHL Network. Oh, maybe I'm not 100% Network. on yeah, that one. I can't but. remember. But, yeah, so good for good for the both of them. Good moves there for the Flyers. Uh, again, Danny Brias, uh, good pers- a good hire for a GM for the Philadelphia Flyers, too, especially in their situation. I don't think they're in a situation now where they can, like, attempt a different GM. It's more so a guy like Danny Briere who's, been again, been with the organization, knows what's going on, and they're just like, hey, you know, take the reins and let's let's figure this out because I feel like they bring in a new guy now. It's just going to be fucking chaos, and they might put him down a – might knock him down a few more steps. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think the coaching job aspect of it, right? You can have a short leash with that, but with yeah. a GM, I feel like you got to give him like where you give a coach like 3 to 5 years, you give a GM like 5 to 10 yeah. to see what direction they end up taking the team in unless yeah. there's like egregious errors, you know. Yeah, right. Um, but also this brings in the question for me when you get a new a new GM in air quotes, right? Like Breer, Breer was obviously there last season, but usually you let him bring in his own coach, mm-hmm. and it seems like the the team is pretty much all set with John Tortorella. Yep. So Breer is going to bring in a new coach, and I just am curious to see who his guy is and who he thinks is going to be a right fit for the organization. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. It's, yeah. Again, a, another team that's part of the part of a rebuild right now too. So. Uh, it's all in the hands of Briere and just the, the the guys next to him. So it'll be an interesting few years. And I like what you said about the GMs where it's not a one to five situation, it's a five to ten. Mm-hmm. Like it's not this, the flyers aren't gonna change overnight. Like mm-hmm. it's gonna be a few seasons, a few draft picks, few few moves, you know, till they figure get their uh get their feet in the right spot, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but let's move on to another coach change here. Uh, the New York Rangers have fired head coach Gerard Gallant. Uh, not surprising, I guess you want to say. You this, talk- this poor bastard, dude, like just getting hosed by every team that he goes to. Like, yep. I feel like he doesn't get the respect he deserves as like a head coach. Like, I, I, I just feel like he was in the running for the Jack Adams, I think, with the Florida Panthers one year and like just got canned basically either that year or the next year. And it's mm-hmm. like the guy just kind of gets fucked left and right yeah. because of like what he gets out of his guys at the end of the day like the the rangers didn't really show up in the playoffs like no. the players that you needed to uh a big talking point of the rangers team is the uh lack of growth and development with the young talent that they have there in guys like Lafreniere like that's that's the big callback for that team but oh, yeah. i just i think Gerard Gallant should get another job and another chance, but at this point it's like, man, he's starting to look like a suitcase the way that players do, you know? Yeah, and I honestly can't tell if it's like behind-the-scenes stuff with uh, Gerard Gallant here where um, for a perspective for the fans, we're just like, damn, dude, he took the New York Rangers to the, especially after last season, took the Rangers to uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs this season. Mm -hmm. And I know you got bounced, but, I mean, baby steps there and you're doing a good job so i don't know if it's just like behind the scenes personal stuff with between him and the players and 
maybe the front office that they're just like, yeah, see, I know you like you did well here, but I think it's time to move on. Like it's that yeah, it's stuff. Interesting. It makes you know? me think about that stuff too. Just like, oh god, there's got to be something involved that we don't, we don't know of. That's the reason for this because there's no way that he can't get one more season with the uh, New York Rangers here. I feel like that's also one of those teams that doesn't fit into a, a category with other guys. Like the New York Rangers are so fringe, like six to eight seed getting into the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And then having guys that are older and aging in. Patrick Kane on the back end of his career. Yeah. Guys that aren't like necessarily in their prime, but like Zabanajad, Panarin, Adam Fox. You know, like Adam Fox, I would say, is on the young side. So that was the next point was yeah. the young studs that are coming up Adam Fox, Keandre Miller, Alex Lafreniere. Yeah. But like Panarin, Zabanajad, Kreider, they're not like old, but they're not young. And like, yeah. Yeah. There's such a well-rounded team in the terms of like age, yeah. and like if you look at their like names on paper, like their team looks pretty sick, but like just they just can't do it. I don't know what it is. Like I don't know what's going to be the thing to get them over the hump. They have the grit in a guy like Truba, a guy that you're scared to come over the blue line with the puck. Like a Vesna winning goalie. Yeah, they have like, a great goaltender. Like yeah, I don't I don't know what their weak spot is, but there's just something holding them back. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, yeah, you're right. I just right there. They seem super well rounded. I'm just at a loss for it. You are right. Just like it's that one little little piece that we just don't. And know. if you think about that, right? Like maybe it's the coach. Like maybe it is. Like maybe it is the coach. A, a new person to you know drive the bus and show the team which direction they need to go in. You know, mm-hmm. like I I I, I highlight like a uh, Marty St. Louis up in Montreal. Like how yeah. night and day. His coaching strategy was compared to Claude Julien's before him, and like what that did for that team the following year, mm-hmm. you know. Right. So huh. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see who they go with. Like, I felt like last season with all the coaching changes, I was like, I could kind of tell like who was going to slot in where. And I think this season is the season where they're going to purge out some guys from the league. Like Gerard Gallant's a guy that I'm like, I think he deserves another job, but is he going to get one? Right. Right. Um. John Tortorella, probably done. Done. Right? Yeah. There's a, there's another name. I want to say Elaine Vigneault, but it's not him. There's there's another name of like one of the other guys that they're kind of fading out a little bit. So mm-hmm. I, I just don't really see any like clear as day guys that I'm like, all right, that guy's going to get a job and he's probably going to go here, you know? Yeah, right. Um, I think a lot of these teams might be starting to look internally and growing and developing their own coaches in their farm systems, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is is great, much better. Yeah. I'd also like to start to see teams lean more into, like, Danny Briere and Marty St. Louis as the first two examples of, like, guys that are out of the league by about five, ten years that are interested in, like, you can tell that they'd be good for those kind of roles because yeah. I, I think you'll start to see more, I, I'll say in quotes, players, coaches, but not in the sense of like I'm a player's guy, like a, a literal player yeah. that has now become a coach, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. There's guys that have tried to do it that just didn't work out, but that doesn't mean it doesn't it doesn't not work out, you know? You right. Got those guys that Look at Rod Brindamore. He, he's oh, working very well for the Canes, yeah. I think. Yeah. One 1,000%. Uh, look at um, – I'm gonna say Bill Guerin, but Bill Guerin wasn't really with the. Uh, he was with the Pittsburgh Penguins for a while, but it, yes, no, yeah, he's, he's, he's still a still, player. Still, player he's a GM, guy. isn't he? Right? Yep, for the uh, Minnesota, Minnesota Wild. Wild yep. So, but it just goes to show you too, like these players, if they have the capabilities, they can 
figure out a team and know what it's like and kind of figure it out from there compared to a guy that has never played like in the NHL and is just like coach like that that was his like that was his career as like a coach you know mm-hmm. but uh I guess Did we'll... John Cooper ever play in the NHL? I don't think so, right? No. He's won at like all levels, but I, I like I don't think he played, so that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I didn't even think about that. Like all those rings on his fingers too. Mm. Next season. Next season. His hands going to be not going to be able to fucking It's going to look like Brady with the six rings. Ugh, it's got like the Thanos uh yeah, arm uh, hand going. All right, let's uh, move on here. Um, I've been I, – I threw this in here just because and uh, mainly because all season. We uh, called it. We've been calling it left and right. <laughs> uh, I don't know who called it more, either me or you. But um, so the Anaheim Ducks are looking to shed John Gibson's contract as he wants to go to a contending, contending team. And I saw this, and there was a massive fist bump by me. I'm like – Dude, hell yeah. This dude needs to like get on like a better team and uh, really show what he can do. I, I, I also think a major market. Like I want John Gibson to be like the highlight reel guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just just somewhere. Like I'm trying to think of a team that just like needs a goalie, you know. Where do you think where do you think he, he should go? <sighs> a come up team? What's a come up team? What's uh who's who's gonna be lacking next season? Who isn't? Oh, good fucking point. Oh. Let me think about that throughout the season, throughout this episode. I'm like, going to say he needs to go to a Canadian team because there are really no good goaltenders in the Canadian market other than Hellebuck. Toronto would destroy him. Toronto. It would, but I think that like he's proven him. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right, actually, because he probably doesn't want the spotlight of Canada. No. Yeah, and Toronto—he he really shouldn't. That go Toronto there. media is going to be all over him. And he's like, no. But I don't know. Like, he's proven himself in a market where no one gives a fuck about hockey. So, like, is that where he's going to end up going to next? Like, right. still stay in a, a small market? Like, if he wants to be on a contending team, I think like he should get that big spotlight on him. You know? Yeah. What if uh, What if Mark Andre Fleury retires? The Wild. And then he goes to the Wild. But Gustafsson's kind of the starter there that they're leaning into a little bit, right? Yeah. So I think he wants to go and be a starter, hmm. which is the hard part. I, I think he could be a very solid uh, veteran backup for a nice young goaltender. Like, if he can go in and solidify Carter Hart on the Flyers and give him some, like, good pointers in, in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, but you want him on a contending team, not a team. Yeah, he doesn't, want to go, he doesn't want to go to the Flyers, no, you know? No, he'd rather stay with the Ducks at that point. Um, God, where would you go? Where the fuck would you go? The, Maybe you could uh, replace. You think Varlamov might be done this season? He's getting up there in age. You could back up Sorokin. Ooh, a Gibson Sorokin tandem would yeah, be pretty fucking good nice. for next year. Ooh, who's the backup right now for the Rangers? It's uh, I mean, it wouldn't matter because Shesterkin plays almost the entire season anyway, so <laughs> wouldn't really matter. Oh, it's a good question. I feel like you should step up to the plate and go to go to Canada. Call it Toronto, call it Edmonton, call it Calgary. Like, pick your fucking Canadian team other than the Jets, and I think Gibson could fit in very nicely. Interesting. Huh. But, but, we know it's happening, which is the good news here. So I wonder where he's going to go. And he said he wants to go to a contending team, so even better news. Yeah. So, hopefully it happens soon, so we can just, like... Columbus Blue Jackets. Patrick Laine, Johnny Gaudreau, John Gibson, Seth Jones. No, Seth Jones is on the Blackhawks now? Yes. Adam Warensky, right? Adam Warensky. Zach Warensky. Zach Warensky. 
Ooh. I was trying to think of the big defenseman there. They could, they could be a, a contender they with that. They could be. They could be. It'd yeah. be on him. Be yeah. a lot of weight on his shoulders. He would love it, though. He's so used to it now at the Anaheim Ducks. With, like, a small market, too. Oh, yeah. Fuck, now you got me thinking. Sneaky. Maybe I'll think about something toward the end of the I'm just going to randomly blurt it out toward the end, end of the episode. I'm like, oh, I know where he's going to go. Uh, but we'll stay on the uh, goalie talk, yeah, because we're going to be talking about him. Actually, should I just say this for later on? Yeah, I'm going to say that for later on. So uh, let's move on to the Florida Panthers here. So Carter Verhage actually has 12 playoff goals with the franchise in his past three seasons, which is most in franchise history. And I thought that was interesting. Uh, so I'm trying to think now of, like, Florida Panthers, like, studs throughout the years. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of uh, kind of interesting Interesting to me that Carter Verhage, 12 playoff goals, uh, combined in the past three uh, seasons that he's been been on the Florida Panthers is the most of franchise history. I'm like, hmm, that is that It's a young franchise. It came around in the 90s, I'd say. Yeah. Um, not a lot of playoff runs, you know. Uh, they, they had some pretty bad years down in Florida. Yeah. Um, Something to just look at. With, uh, 12 is a lot, don't you 12, think? 12, 12 is a fucking lot. That's, that just means he's really doing his thing. That's uh, it's a lot more than... The top, the top brass of the Toronto Maple Leafs had this right. uh, this series, right? But that's something to think about because Florida Panthers are moving on here to the Carolina Hurricanes and uh, Connor Verhage. If you're a betting man, uh, might wanna might wanna look at him for a bit. Right. Uh, so we do have we got um, uh, the picks done for the draft draft lottery this week. And uh, the Chicago Blackhawks got the first overall pick and won the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Uh, with the news, the Blackhawks sold $2.5 million worth of season ticket plans for next season in just an hour and a half. That includes 500 new season ticket holder plans as well as renewed. Uh, the top 10 draft picks awarded from sorry, the top 10 draft picks that were awarded from 1 to 10 were the Blackhawks, Ducks, Blue Jackets, Sharks, Canadians. Coyotes, Flyers, Capitals, Red Wings, and Blues. Uh, all ten are teams looking for something decent in the uh, in the draft here. So it'll be an interesting draft. And how is your what's your thoughts on Connor McDowell going on the Chicago Blackhawks right now? Uh, how about this one? Ready? Let's throw a curveball at these fans. You have an hour and a half. You buy two point five million dollars worth of season tickets, and bam, the Blackhawks do not take Connor Bedard <laughs> with the first overall pick. How about that? Just passing on him. I don't. Right? Think, I still don't think he's going to end up like a uh, like a Shane Wright. I, I just can't see it. I just don't think the first season is going to be like a game breaking season, especially on the team like the Chicago Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be the workhorse there. He's going to have to do a lot of the the. The weight pulling, you know, but um, he's not going to be able to perform to the levels of, you know, a Connor McDavid who had, you know, call it Jordan Eberle, Nugent Hopkins, Taylor Hall when he first came into the league, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know if the timing of that all lines up, but uh, the Blackhawks have literally no one and they're going to bring this guy in and obviously put him to work, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think it's great for the organization. It's obviously great for the pockets of the owners and everything like that uh i think it's crazy that the blackhawks got it after all the kyle beach scandal and things like that yeah what's your opinion on people saying that the draft was rigged oh that's a good question um oh man because there has has there been like any proof 
at all. No, no, no it's no. all it's all just it's all just it's all just gimmicks. Like and, the, I think the Blackhawks had uh, this is speculation. I don't remember the exact number, but a twelve percent chance to get the first overall pick. First well, overall I forget pick what the percent still, number was. And they still got it. Uh, I don't know, man. I just I think it just is what it is. I can't I can't see it being rigged. If uh, my my thinking on it was. If it was rigged, they wouldn't have gotten it because the league should be punishing them for what they did. Yeah. But the reasoning for people saying it is rigged is because it's one of the largest hockey markets in the country, Mm -hmm. and they want their team to be good again eventually. Yeah. But I don't know. I I, I personally don't think it's rigged. I think that's a dumb thing to say. No. I think think people are going with rigged because Conor Bedard's in it, and I think a lot of fans for, like, the Wanted him and, like, we're expecting him, yeah. And because they didn't get him, they're just like, ugh, crying. It's It's bullshit. Yeah, it's all bullshit. That's that's just my opinion. But I want to go back to what you said about what the uh, Chicago Blackhawks could do. Now, this is a – this is a – What's the word I'm trying to say? Like a gold, golden opportunity for them too. You could go. You can really go either way, either way with this. But if you're a team like the Chicago Blackhawks with the first overall pick, and that first overall pick is a like future Wayne Gretzky, Connor Bedard, and uh, you're just you're literally you're literally from now the ground up rebuilding. Could you possibly trade that first overall? No, you will never do that. Sidney Crosby came in and single-handedly changed the Penguins organization. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this is a guy that you're going to bring in and pray that he can do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that is the hope. And a first over, like, a pick in general that can come in and do that to your team is like very rare, very few, very far between. This guy is supposed to be a generational talent, yep. just like Crosby, McDavid, Gretzky. Yeah. So. For you to trade it away, like there's no number in the world that makes it worth it. You know what I mean? No. And you have you have to take him. It's just he's head and shoulders above the rest of the class. Like mm-hmm. he's going to the Blackhawks. It's nuts. Good, good. I thought about that all week, and I'm just like I'm trying to sit there and be like, what what trade could possibly what trade could possibly Chicago Blackhawks get that they're just like, yeah, this is we'll take this. I guess the only thing I can come up with is proven commodity in their prime, McDavid, Dreisaitl, and a first-round pick. Yeah. For Bedard. For Bedard. But, like, I don't know if I would even do that. Like, you don't know what he's going to do for your organization. Mm-hmm. That's – that. I mean, that's, that's an over-the-top fucking offer. And the Oilers don't want to replace Connor with Connor and – Throw away Drysaddle in a first. For yeah, it. you no, know, like no. that doesn't make sense. Well, that doesn't make sense. At but all. that's probably the only thing I can come up with where it becomes an option. You yeah, know? right. So interesting, interesting, interesting. So Connor Bedard in a Chicago Blackhawks jersey. That's gonna be. It's gonna be fun to see. Yeah, I mean, five hundred new season ticket holders are gonna go see it. So that's good. That's good. Looking good. Uh, all right. So the last bit of news before getting into the Stanley Cup final, uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, after his third season, Nick Suzuki was named captain of the franchise. He becomes the youngest captain in franchise history and second full-time captain of Asian Heritage, which was Japanese, following Paul Correa. Wow, big, big come up for uh, Nick Suzuki here. I really like Nick Suzuki here for the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, just a team that has not done well for the past, like, two seasons, two or three seasons. No, three seasons ago they were pretty good. But the past two seasons have really shit the bed, mainly because of um, 
really mainly because of everyone just being out injured. But Nick Suzuki, Nick Suzuki has really shown his colors the past two seasons, three seasons with the organization, and I think he deserves to see. Yeah, I mean, going back to what you mentioned about injuries, like I didn't realize that even this year they were almost more injured injured than they were the year before. Uh, starting the season off when Jonathan Drouin was out, there was like a laundry list of like eight or nine guys. Like mm-hmm. they lost a lot of man games again this year. Yeah. I don't think they beat the Avalanche who were four hundred fifty plus uh, man games lost to injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, to see Nick Suzuki get the captaincy, I think it's great for the team. It's great for the organization. He's like. He's young, he's professional, he's running the team well, and it, it is a bit of a risk when you make the young guy the captain, but yeah. three seasons in, you know a lot about a person's character, so yeah. I, I think it's great for him, hats off to him, and it's going to be so much fun to watch this new young franchise grow. Yeah. Like, They're another one of those fringe teams that like, if they get in and get around in the playoffs, like that experience is going to be so good for them, I think. Yeah. It's almost like uh, I want to go back to the Sidney Crosby talk you just had because Sidney Crosby was the following captain after uh, Mario Lemieux. Mm-hmm. So just another young guy that just like after a few seasons got to see and really shown what, the, shown what he could do with the team and organiza- organization here. And uh, good, good for Nick Suzuki here. Just for sure. Awesome. Awesome to see for the Montreal Canadiens. And, um, yeah, that's it. That's all we got for the news here. And uh, we got a few – um, should we start off with the ones that ended this week? Yeah. Let's start with the New Jersey Devils and, uh, yeah, the Carolina Hurricanes here. Yeah, let's get to, uh, punishments real quick. I'll just cover that. Oh, yeah. We both picked Carolina to win in six games. They ended up winning in five games. So we are both in the clear on that one. Nice. Have you touched any of your past two I'm punishments? Done. I'm you done. did them all? I all right, good all, man. Yeah. Good man. I, uh, I didn't do them all in one day, but I just, like, spread them out. Got a boy. Good stuff. I have to do all of mine, so. <laughs> Classic. You just, uh, just got But I only have 60 and 20. That's not all that bad. It's going to be a laundry list. I'll bang it up. Mm. No, you're good. Uh, so this week, actually, uh, yesterday, uh, a couple days ago, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes knocked out the New Jersey Devils in overtime uh, to take the series 4-1. to one. And uh, the following day was a Kara Schmid's birthday, so uh, enjoy that. Enjoy See you at the that. driving range. Happy birthday, buddy! Um, but I don't take anything away from Kara Schmid. Uh, that game, especially going to, into overtime, he played really fucking well. I think, I think Kara Schmid came in and just like really was really really good for the New Jersey Devils. So I don't take anything away from him. Four-one um, series uh, loss over uh, the Carolina Hurricanes is kind of what you expect because the Carolina Hurricanes and Rod Brindamore are a goddamn stacked super troop patrol, whatever the hell you want to call them, and uh, get ready for them to knock out the Florida Panthers uh, Ooh, this next this That's next what you're going series. with, huh? Yep. Ooh. 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 I am so on the fence on this one. The Florida Panthers are red hot. They won seven of their last eight. We did the math earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just... I think the Carolina Hurricanes are a proven commodity, but is this the year that they go to the Stanley Cup Finals? That's the big question mark for me. Mm-hmm. A red-hot team like the Florida Panthers with a goaltender that's working very well for them, I don't know, because realistically, the Hurricanes beat the Devils this round. Who did they beat the round before? The Devils did not play as well as they should have this round. They kind of went in with the same approach that they did with the New York Rangers, and I don't think that they showed up and came to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the Carolina 
Hurricanes knocked out the Islanders last round. I think so. It's, it sounds right, and I think that's also not a true test of your talent. They have a lot of injuries that they're working through, but I think when they see the Florida Panthers, it's going to be full tilt boogie, like looking at what the playoffs really are. Yeah, and they haven't, I would say, fully seen that yet. You know what I mean? Right. I, that's just my opinion on it. But mm. the Florida Panthers might show up and kick their teeth in. I think the home crowd advantage of Carolina could be tough, though. What do you say? You know, they're going to ride the wave right into it? I don't know which way I'm leaning. I might just fade you and just take whoever you don't take. You said you want Carolina? Interesting, yeah. So I might just take Florida because I think I'm that much of a 50-50 on this next series. Mm-hmm. You're all right. The Carolina Hurricanes did uh, beat the New York Islanders. And that was a five-game series? It was a five-game, I believe, series, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I mean, they've they've – haven't seen adversity yet this playoff is the other side of it. Yeah. This Florida Panthers team was down 3-1 to one and came back. They trounced the Maple Leafs, and now they're going to come in and play arguably a team that's slightly less good than Boston, but Boston didn't play well against them. They were injured. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like a true new matchup, and I think we'll, we'll see how they uh, feel each other out, I guess. Interesting. Hmm. Bobrovsky's going to shut the door because now we got Bobrovsky and Anderson. He has been shutting the door. Mm-hmm. I think maybe this series puts a question mark into the Carolina Hurricanes net of who do we play. Whoa. Like if Anderson starts playing like shit, if he maybe gets hurt, it's like when does Ranta go in? Oh, shit. I didn't mm-hmm. think about that. I think the Florida Panthers are now officially going to live and die with Bobrovsky. Oh yeah, for the rest of the series, yeah. I don't think they're putting I, I, Lion in other than like a. No, we're down five nothing. Let's get let's, bought let's, out. Yeah, let's, you know? give, let's give him a break. I think yeah. Bobrovsky is their their ride or die right now, and, yeah. and I think the Carolina Hurricanes could go either way. <clears throat> That's saying a lot, because especially this series, um, <clears throat> especially this not this series just especially, but uh, this this just the playoffs we've been seeing just goalie tandems just change altogether, like. Some reason, how the hell did Akira Schmid get into net? Went from Alex Lyon to Sergey Bobrovsky. Like, uh, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank now. I had a bunch of goalies in, in my head. Uh, Joseph Wall for uh, the yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. I'm like, for sure. I, I mean, I mean, just like it's just you're not. There's no starting goalie anymore. It's just like you, you start your starter. You start your starter uh, throughout the whole season. Assess. And he just shits the bed, and then you figure shit out, and now all of a sudden your third string for some reason is just out of that's like standing on his head. It's just it's been a it's been a wild playoff series. You just like you have no idea where you're gonna go. If you're a stat man and you're just like yeah, Bobrovsky versus Freddie Anderson, here's his stats. But then like now in this playoffs, like you look at the stats for like your third string and like backup too, because like wait a minute, the backup can probably put up better numbers than him and. Maybe they'll win. Maybe they'll go with him. It's it's just been a weird, weird goalie situation in these playoffs. But um, I don't know. It's made it really, really interesting to say the least because they'll put in like their – all of a sudden they'll have a hard time. They'll put in their backup or they'll put in the third string. And uh, it's been a while. It's, it's been, been a little too long. Billy, actually, you know what? I'm going to pause. I'm going to pause while he does that. So, uh, for all of our listeners, uh, Chris hasn't done this in a while now, but he, he used to just get up and, like, leave. But not so much while I'm – actually, maybe, yeah. Maybe in the middle of while I'm talking to him 
And um, I'm just watch. I just watched him just leave the room. I don't know where the hell he went. But I think Billy, uh, who's our producer, we were just with him before uh, we started um, our recording here. I uh, we went to a bar with him, and uh, Billy just randomly brought up the fact. Uh, well, just brought up that Chris. He's like before Chris used to just get up and leave the room. He hasn't done that in a while, and. Billy, you know what? You you jinx you jinxed it. You 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 jinxed it because now here I am just alone. I'm not used to it anymore. So it's just me talking to a camera and just watching myself on the TV right there. And uh, I I honestly kind of just want to keep talking just so I can get back to the conversation at hand with him because I don't know where the hell he went. Here he is. You're rolling. I kind of thought you could just keep going with that, but yeah, we're good. We just stopped everything you were saying and sat here. <laughs> I should have just, just stopped and just like just stared at the screen, just blank faced. But uh, yeah, uh, the goalie tandem. <clears throat> you just you just never know. But it's made it it's made it for a very just like incredibly interesting uh, playoffs. I would say that at the very least here. So uh, let's get down to the tax. Tax brass, the, the, the brass tax, brass yeah, tax. Yeah. There you go with the uh, Carolina Hurricanes and New Jersey Devils. Uh, were you surprised at all that uh, the Devils could not at least win two, three, or make this series even closer than it was? Yeah, I think my main point uh, last round going into this one was, excuse me, they faced adversity with the uh, New York Rangers and were down the zero and two going into the first round, obviously. Um, and they lost both those games 5-1. to one. I believe when they went against the Carolina Hurricanes, they dropped definitely the first game 5-1. to one. The second game was 6-1. to one. So, And then they got to come back to home ice after that. They they bounced back and won that game 8-4. to four. But then to just fall back a 6-1 to one loss and then have a legit game uh, mm. and go to overtime in game 5 and lose, like, right. that's, that's terrible. Right. It, it was tough to see. Mm. Um, I think goaltending definitely became their issue there, obviously. Um, but just like people that were deadline acquisitions just not showing up in um, Timo Meyer, which yeah. was like one of the biggest pickups of the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesper Bratt kind of disappeared. And Andre Pilat, I felt like, wasn't really a factor. Yep. Jack Hughes really carried the weight on this team, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, they, they just weren't putting the puck in the back of the net enough. Three games out of the five, they only scored one goal. So, Oof. yeah. Not good. Not good. I, I think they're just young. You know, it's great that they did what they did, got where they were, and had the season that they had. I read you a stat earlier. They played 94 games this season between regular season and postseason. They weren't shut out once in the entire season. Wild. Um, I thought that, yeah, that's that's fucking crazy. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I just think. They're young. It's good experience, and uh, better luck next year. Better luck. Here we go. All right, so let's move on here to uh, the Florida Panthers versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, tonight, that just ended for us in overtime. Um, the Toronto Maple Leafs were giving them – so the Toronto Maple Leafs were home, and they were definitely fighting their asses off this game. But uh, it's a little kind of a little too late. Little, little too little, too late kind of uh, mentality um, as a fan watching it, and then uh, you got the overtime winning goal by Nick Cousins, right? For, yeah. Uh, block aside, which ended it, 
And uh, here we go with the Florida Panthers moving on here. But uh, I will say the the this game just in general too. The Toronto Maple Leafs looked really fucking good. They 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 really did. I think they poured the shots on Sergey Bobrovsky, and uh, the the Florida Panthers defense really helped out. There were so many sh- uh, sh- shot blocks and uh, so many just like. What am I trying to say? Like they were just able to like ride the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, um, players coming in, coming into the zone like against the board, so they can't really get any plays. But I mean, you like there was a couple plays where Mitch Marner had rockets on his skates at one point. I think I saw at one point like he was just like he got the puck at like center ice and just carried, and I mean zoomed into like their offensive zone, and there were two Florida Panthers just like trying to catch up to him, like Jesus Christ, the speed on this dude, but you watching that, I'm like, where was this like the entire series, like how the fuck did you guys go down 3 nothing in this series, like with the talent that you're showing right now, and all the shots you're getting on Bobrovsky, just like this, you guys should have had this, you guys should have had this done, like the first game, second game, after like the first game jitters, but they couldn't get it done, and here we go with a, uh, a quick second round exit for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I don't know where the hell to go with this team at all. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do in the offseason. We'll cover that when we're done recapping. Um, so game one, just so the listeners are all caught up, 4-2 to two win for the Panthers over the Maple Leafs. Every game other than that one in this series was a one-goal game. So they hung in there. They played well, I think. Their their top line kind of disappeared. Uh, the Panthers won game two, 3-2. to two. They come down to Florida. They lose three to two in overtime, and they win two to one on uh, in Game Four. Mm-hmm. And then tonight was another three to two overtime winner for the Panthers. So uh, four games to one. Top lines just kind of disappearing. William Nylander, I think, was the only player that was like a, a major factor for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought um, got the tying goal tonight, which was good. Yeah, I thought Wall came in and played incredible for oh, a guy yeah. that didn't really have any experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Samsonov was well for them too. I thought like nothing, you know, out of the ordinary. Like I said, all these all these games are very close, and I think this is probably the lowest scoring series we've seen in the entire playoffs, other yeah. than maybe Carolina and uh, the Islanders, because I felt like the the trap game there turns it into like two one three to two finals every time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you want to head down next, we can talk about the future of the Maple Leafs and where they're going, or we can spin it somewhere else. Yeah, I want to talk about Joseph Wall for a second too, because that's also possibly future of the Maple Leafs right there. Uh, Joseph Wall just coming in. His career regular season stats was only eleven games played in when they in the NHL with a nine and two record, two point thirty eight GAA, point nine two four save percentage, and one shutout. So he looked good in the eleven games played, but. In a career, eleven games played in the NHL, and you're just like, I'm gonna throw this guy in in like a dire situation for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He did a hell of a job. I think uh, Joseph Wall was uh, really like Joseph Wall, Akira Schmid. I mean, like these uh, Alex Lyon. Mm-hmm. These guys coming mm-hmm. in just looking fantastic, and uh, Joseph Wall is um, definitely up there in the spotlight with the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. There, my uh, my main issue with this fucking team is, guess what you got when you started the season and said fuck off to this goalie that's playing as well as he is let mm-hmm. me bring in the most injury prone rattled goalie in the league in Matt Murray mm-hmm. and a rookie <laughs> in Samsonov and like that's going to get the job done for yeah. us like why are you cutting corners in the most important yeah. position in the playoffs like you basically like dug your own grave by doing that yep, it just 100%. didn't make sense to me yeah. at all I'm and it just 
shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. You know, I do think yes, if their star players put the puck in the back of the net more, they obviously would have won. That was definitely a bigger factor than their goaltending because they got they they squeezed every you know ounce of juice they could out of what they had. Mm-hmm. But if you have you know that stud goalie that's going to steal you an entire like two three games, call it a series, mm-hmm. like. That that means so much more in the playoffs, you oh, know. Yeah. I I think that's what truly wins the cup. Mm-hmm. No, you're done on. And I've been I was talking about this since the Toronto since we're talking about the playoffs even starting. We're talking about like Toronto Maple Leafs, and I was I just said I literally said Matt Murray's out, and then you have Ilya Samsonov, and I'm like, Ilya Samsonov is not going to get the job done, and he didn't at all. Like you needed Joseph Wall in, but this is after Ilya Samsonov got hurt. Now you have Matt Murray, who's just like still kind of injured, like. As your backup to Joseph Wall, who's like third string and also only eleven games played, you're just like Jesus Christ! Like, what do you guys do? But again, you need your goaltending, and for some reason, Toronto Maple Leafs are just like I, I don't get it. It's the same shit with the Edmonton Oilers, where you're just like, for some reason, you're all offense, some defense, and you're just like, ah, eh, whatever goalies in there will just like do the trick. They are like, built no, the same exact I way. Don't yeah, fucking yeah. get it. I don't understand your mentality. I'm like, have you not watched these playoffs? Sergey Bobrovsky's really just coming in, shutting the door, and it's all. It's just a the Florida Panthers right now are just like an all around just like great built team. Like you got goaltending, you got the, the only outlier I'll say is like, why are they paying their only ten million dollars for a guy that's like every other season he's very good or very bad? bad. Right. Like that's that's the only outlier. Like that's it. I think they should pay a goalie seven or eight and mm-hmm. prove that he's the starter that can get shit done. Right. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. But you need you need your starter. You need you need your star starting goaltender. And for some reason, those teams are just like, nah, we'll just we'll just run with. Whoever wants to come here. Canada doesn't care about goaltending. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Canada is like, is like a country. And Canada won't see a Stanley Cup for years because of that. They won't. It, well, yeah. I mean, right now, let's, let's jump to this real quick. The Golden Knights are on the verge of knocking out the Oilers now, which is the last Canadian team left in the, fi- in the Stanley Cup now that the Toronto Maple Leafs are out, right? Mm-hmm. So there's only one more Canadian team left. Yep. And they have to win two games in order to get on to the next round. Yep. That's crazy. I didn't I didn't think of that one yet. Oilers, that's it, baby. I think the I still think the Vegas Golden Knights are uh, gonna take that serious. Let's make me some money, buddy. That's so, what we need. That is so <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights still being in the uh I can't tell if we're lazy or uh I've been using it as an excuse, but that's Lord it's of the behind Rings. me. It's my fucking team. This is the way I look at it. Like <laughs> we're going, we're leaving this up until they get bounced. We usually change the background. There's just, there's a jersey behind Chris that we always change, but since the playoffs, it's just it's just been there. Like we haven't changed it whatsoever. Yeah. So good luck for it's the good luck charm for uh, the Vegas Golden Knights these playoffs. I don't even think it pays out that much. Like I it literally put anything. twenty dollars down and I might win like four fifty, but like. Twenty bucks is nothing, you know what I mean? <laughs> I already lost sixty. So <laughs> it'll get you something. What do we want to get into? You want to dive into the Golden Knights series now? Yeah, let's do it. So yeah, like I mentioned, the Golden Knights are now up three to two in their series. They kicked it off with a six to four uh game one win, uh a five to one game two loss, and then a five to one game three win mm-hmm. and a four to one game four loss. So this game, this series has been very back and forth, almost similar to the Carolina Hurricanes and the New Jersey Devils series, where 
it's like just just the gap of who's winning and who's losing is so big. Yep. Uh, and then game five was a four to three final uh, for the Vegas Golden Knights. So mm-hmm. they're up three to two in the series. They can close it out to uh, Sunday if all goes to plan. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what the Edmonton Oilers have to say about that. Yep. It's kind of weird. Before this game, the past three games, it's either like you score a lot or you score one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like so, game two was Oilers won five to one. Mm-hmm. It's basically like if you can put two pucks in the back one. of the net, like we got a chance of winning we, this. We got a fucking you know chance. what I mean? Yeah, if got, it's we, only one, you're like sitting on the edge of your seat. Like, come on, <laughs> let's get another one here. <laughs> we got this. But yeah, I still think uh, this is going to go down to exactly. Actually, <clears throat> they're in Edmonton for game six, so that's what's got me concerned. Yeah, uh, and also uh, Laurent Brassard is out injured, uh, which means Aiden Hill. Is the third? Oh, dude, there's no way they win the cup the with Vegas fucking with with Hill. I don't know. It's just like, how is Jonathan Quick not in the net yet? <laughs> like how <laughs> the guy has more cups than you have years in the NHL. <laughs> like you're not gonna fucking put him in. <laughs> you you traded for him and got him from Columbus for what? A fucking bag of pucks? Like yeah. you don't care? You're just gonna, th- you're gonna ride this him on the organization bench. is fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Is that Bruce Cassidy doing his job? I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't see Bruce Cassidy doing that. Like, uh, it's just, I guess it's like, maybe it is. Maybe it's the old veteran mentality of like, hey, Aiden Hill's been here all season. He helped us get here. Like, Quick's kind of new. He, he didn't get us here. He doesn't know the systems like you guys do. I don't know. And then it's going to get to a point where Hill's going to get lit up and he's like, all right, well, I'll put Jonathan Quick in. And then you realize, like, oh, I probably should have put him in a while ago. The, the Golden Knights will be much better off if they can win this game six and get some rest and hope that Brassois back for next round. They also want to hope that Dallas loses their game six mm-hmm. and that series goes to seven so they get a little more time off to hopefully rest up and get some health and, you know, figure out their goaltending situation in that regard, you know? Yeah. I guess, guess we'll see. I'm looking at the scratches right now for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. I keep forgetting Phil Kessel. Uh, Petrangelo, Phil Kessel. Uh, no, no, not much. That's, that's pretty heavy, though. Those are two big guys. Those are two big playoffs. guys. I wonder what the Oilers look like currently. Scratches. Oh, Darnell Nurse. Her, Nurse was suspended for a game. Oh, yeah. It's, this was the game. Yep, mm-hmm. this was it. Okay, gotcha. And then he'll be back for the next game. Yeah, they're, they're actually looking pretty good. Yeah, but this game, uh, tonight's game. Oh, damn. God damn. See, this is what I'm talking about with goaltending. He puts Stuart Skinner in there, and then he get, he gets lit up. And then they put in Jack Campbell. And Jack Campbell's like, what do you mean? Like, what? what? Uh, just don't get it. I just don't get it. But that I still think the goaltending situation right now at the Vegas Golden Knights might give them an, uh, an upper hand. But I think uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, defensively and offensively might just overtake it and just yeah. get by Skinner as they as they have the past two games without uh, without Lauren Versois. So I think uh, it's going to be an exit for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, that's that's my that's my guess. That's my guess, Rooney right now. Who do I? I have Vegas Golden Knights. You do right? have Vegas, yeah. yeah, and I have Edmonton. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah. Jack Eichel. How do you feel about Jack Eichel? Have you watched him at all in, the, in this playoffs? I think he's always kind of like 
he's always there at like the right time for some reason in these playoffs with the Vegas Golden Knights. It's been interesting watching him because you're just like, huh, I feel like I just haven't heard from you much like this season. Maybe kind of like laying low doing your thing. But as I watch uh, Vegas Golden Knights, uh, this, well, especially this series, I'm like, dude, Eichel's kind of all over the place. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't kept up with these West Coast series because of the time difference. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think that's the big thing that's keeping me away. But I I feel like from what I can tell, Jack Eichel is like the Energizer Bunny out there. Like he has like call it fucking seventeen years of pent up frustration of not making the fucking playoffs with the Sabers, mm-hmm. and now he's finally there. So it's like he's gonna give it a hundred and twenty percent where he can. You know, yep. mm-hmm. uh, even if it doesn't end up showing up on the score sheet on the stat sheet, like. He he's like one of those guys that it's like I need to drive the bus here. Like yep. I need to get this team going single handedly to get this job done. So no, 100%. I think it's awesome that they are at least gotten into the second round for him, uh, and hopefully they can get into the conference finals as well. Good for him. Yeah, I'm looking at his stats now for tonight's game. One goal, two assists on four shots That's on goal. Hefty dude. Hefty baby. Looking good. Looking good. Loving it. Um, Oh, what was that, Jack Eichel? Almost twenty minutes of ice time. That's really not that. That's really not that bad. See what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, Jack Eichel. Be on the lookout for him. I I've been noticing him like, just you know how like a casual just like, oh, this Jack Eichel, and then like by like the fourth game, you're just like, damn, this dude, this guy's all over the place, and then you really start to pay attention to him. You think twenty minutes isn't that bad, but like. If you break that down, that's seven minutes a period. So he's out there for almost half of a period. So yeah, that's that's, that's kind of a long time to be giving it 110 in the entire game. Yeah, yep. so yeah, be on the lookout for him. But like, <clears throat> I'm trying to look at. There's been a stats, lot yeah. of goals scored in the series. This is probably the highest series of like goals scored for the entire playoffs because. Um, these two teams have just been able to rack it up rack a little it bit. Up. Seems. Yeah. I mean, we we before we started recording too, we were able to watch the first period before we started recording, and that first period, I mean, so we left the bar and we came here, and what was that only like five minutes into the first, and mm-hmm. it was already like two to one or yep. something like that. Yep. And then when you're watching it, and like there are like three minutes of just watching it, and with it was Vegas even on the power play? I can't even remember at all but Oilers are just like all over the place like they didn't even know where the hell they yeah, were they were on the power play yeah that's and right. then like they were high slot open chances Vegas, like yeah exactly just kind of bobbled the puck like yeah i'm like what the hell's going on like yeah. it just it just seems so bad but <sighs> didn't seem like a good hockey game in that regard you know no not at all it's just uh just all out do whatever the fuck you want type of hockey game but i'm ready to wrap that one up i think vegas is going to come away with it i hope yeah it's we'll that's my thought and we got one more game left in the tank, and that is the Dallas Stars versus Seattle Kraken. And I have been a huge fan of this series, uh, but I know you're not. Have you ever been watching the West? Have you been watching the highlights at all? Uh, yeah, yeah. I At have least. been watching a little bit of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Pavelski, man, just fucking oh. unbelievable. Like, mm-hmm. so sick to see him back in the lineup after that concussion. Mm-hmm. The Seattle Kraken in general just, like, coming at the team in waves. Yeah. Jake Ottinger playing out of his nuts. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's a really cool series, honestly. It really is. Yeah, Philip Grubauer, Jake Ottinger. Like, this is the one, this is the one series that just, like, the goaltending's incredible. The the offense is incredible. The defense is incredible. It's just like it's really just like head two on head, very well rounded teams. teams going yeah. at each other. And I I've been absolutely absolutely loving it. Um, and like the scores aren't even too crazy either. As I say that, I'm I'll run gonna... through them real quick. Game one, the Kraken won in overtime five to four. Yep. Game two, the Stars won four to two. Mm-hmm. 
Game three, the Kraken won seven to two. Game four, the Stars win six to three. And game, uh, oh, did I miss one? Yeah, game five, five to two win for the Stars. Mm -hmm. And game six will be uh, Saturday, so all you listeners will know the results of that. Mm -hmm. But uh, as a recording, um, the Dallas Stars are up three to two in this series. So, I mean, I've I've been really, 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 really. I think the Kraken have like probably arguably one of the best home ice options in the league. Like the fans are rabid. It's loud. It's it's heavy in there. Like. Mm. I think they do have a decent home ice advantage, so they might be able to tie this up. Uh, we both have Seattle pulling this one out. I have them in six, and you have them in seven. So uh, we'll see. We can get that seven, baby. Let's I'm, I'm happy nine. with with a lot of these series. Like other than the Golden Knights, where I really have like you know some some financial well being in, in the mix, <laughs> I could really go either way on who won any of these series. Yeah, no, you're dead on. You're exactly like I don't. The first I, round I, I didn't feel that way, but the second round I totally did. I was like, I, it, like I'm fine with any of these teams moving on. Yeah, not in like a bad way either. Just like it they're just, all like, they good both, and deserve it. Exactly, right? exactly, dead on. The the both teams just deserve to go on, and whoever loses, it's just unfortunate. But it's just like one of the teams has to, uh, one team yeah. has to advance. It, it's it is also crazy to see how many like you mentioned before. Just to double back on it goaltending changes there have been due to injuries you know pulling guys bad performance anything you name it like Mm -hmm. this could be arguably i would think one of the you know highest number of like new starters in net maybe i I wouldn't call them that but i guess like just goal goaltending Goaltending changes changes? i guess i don't know it just seems like it's every series there's one of the two teams is making a change I wonder if I can find a stat for that. If yeah. so, like, I'll put it down uh, on the thing below for everyone. But, like, both goalies played for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. Both goalies played for the Golden Knights. Uh, both goalies played for the Oilers. Yep. Yep. So that's, you know, two full series right there. Uh, the Seattle Kraken and the Dallas Stars. I would assume that it was really just Grubauer and, and Ottinger. Ottinger. Yeah. They may have been pulled here and there, but I won't count those. No, no. Uh, the Devils and Hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the Hurricanes had both guys played. Definitely Anderson. I don't know about Ranta. Uh, Anderson came in from being uh, yes. out injured. Yep. So, so yep. The, that whole series, same thing. Kind of changed around, yep. And then that's it. So three of the four series, every team had both their goaltenders play. Yeah. That's nuts, right? Yeah. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, uh, Lion, Lion didn't play this round for the Panthers. But no, like, but he did. Ev- yeah, every yeah. team had both of their goalies play hmm. in the postseason other than the Kraken and the Stars. Interesting. Huh. So that, that's nuts. I mean, maybe that's what makes them the Stanley Cup champions at the end of the year. Yeah. That they have their guy and it's working for them. Yep. Like I don't know. We'll like the 1A, 1B tandem is working in this yeah. regard. Interesting. But uh, by the time this drops, again, I think I'll do the same thing as I did last last time. We'll about, be on to round three by the time this drops. Time so this drops. maybe we throw in our pick for that first series right now because we know it's set to be Carolina versus Florida. Oh, yeah, we can do that. We can chuck that one in because we'll have that. But uh, we won't know about the other two series that need to be figured out until the earliest would be Sunday, which is the day before we drop. Mm-hmm. So, Carolina and Florida, Matt. I got Carolina. I got Carolina, that's going six. 
All right. Carolina in six, and I will be taking Florida. Hmm. They went seven games. Yeah. They went five <laughs> games. So I'll do six. I'll do six. Nice and easy. Six, Florida and six. I picked all the series uh, last round to go six, so uh, none of them. Uh, went six. As you all know, I am an under I am an underdog guy, so I could be watching the I could be watching the uh, Carolina Hurricanes, and all of a sudden be like, eh, you know what, Florida Panthers, baby, kind of. That'd be a story. That'd be such a fucking story to tell, right there. Florida Panthers organization to come down from where they were at the Boston Bruins and then get to the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah, to take down the Bruins, the best team in the regular season. Fly to take the down Maple the Leafs. Toronto Maple Leafs, which. I don't really have a storyline for that one, really. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess like the former Rocket Richard winner in in Austin Matthews mm-hmm. to take down the Carolina Hurricanes division winners. You know, a proven playoff nuisance right. is the word I'll use. Like, if not, if the Boston Bruins weren't that good this season, would be like one of the like highlighted top teams in the league. They're another eight the seed season. too. Like the St. Louis Blues were they an eight seed when they won? I know they were low, but I don't remember if they were eight. I know the Kings were they an were eight low. seed when they won the cup. Yeah, uh, I was just thinking about like when the last time an eight seed won seed the cup. Won. Yeah, it's becoming more and more of an option now. Though. Common, yeah, you, like you can do it. Yeah, it's possible. So yeah, that's what we got for now. Um, so yeah, so we'll check in next week, I guess. So yeah, so it's either gonna be. Let's see if we can like make some. No, we can't. They're bo- both series. They're up three to two. We can't really figure out what's going to happen out west. So, yeah, you're right. All four teams are still in the mix. Mm-hmm. So say if Vegas. So say if Vegas does take the next game. So that means Vegas moves up and Dallas takes the next game. That means Dallas. So Vegas versus Dallas maybe. But yeah, again, we can't can't do it. So yeah. Here we are, just twiddling our thumbs. Yeah. We're getting real close to the end here. Yeah. The worst part is too. We don't have any nips. Yeah, I thought about that as uh, we're getting ready to finish up here. So this might be the first episode with no nips. I'll take I'll take a look and see what I can finagle here real quick. No, I know what you have in there. Yeah, I think we'll do it. No, I think we'll do it. It's too cold. No, we're supposed to take them out like a, like an hour ago and let them. I know exactly what you're doing, you sick bastard. Oh, I see it. Oh, it's not that I hate them. It's just that when they're really cold, I have sensitive teeth, and it's very painful. You want to do a shot of tequila? No, I'll do that. I hate tequila. If anyone knows me, tequila and me just don't mix at all. Not not good. I'll never do tequila ever again. Rough night. Rough night in Boston. Downtown Boston. Some... What the hell was I? Oh, uh, Bell and Hand Tavern. I'll always remember this night because I woke up the next morning and realized I spent over $400 that night. And I was like, well, not going downtown Boston anymore to drink. I could just save a shit ton of money and just stay home. But at one point, someone was just passing around shots, and when you're drunk, you just take them. And I took it, just grossed out out of my goddamn mind, and I was like, what is this? And they said, tequila. Oh, man. I'll take the blue. Now, you said you spent $400 at the Bell and Hand Tavern. Not not just the Bell and Hand Tavern. Oh, okay. We, That's insane. We uh, thought I told this story before. Probably. You don't have to retell it then. No. Me, uh, my my cousin, when he was in the Marines, he, he came down, he came back for uh, 
um, for Christmas. So it was me, him, my cousin, Matt, my brother, and we just bar hopped all around. We met at Bellingham Tavern, kind of bar hopped all around, just hammered, hammered. And then I woke up the next morning, I'm like, oh, God, and I checked my account. It was like $400 mm. spent. Woof. And you know how, like, you get hand- – you know how you're drunk and you just, like, money doesn't matter, so you're just, like, being really kind and, like, you're tipping your server just, mm. like, way too much? Yeah, that was me. Got a boy. Yep. I'm a All ni- right. I'm a nice guy. Well, oh, God. Cheers, pal. Cheers, buddy. This is going to be awful. Cold. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> I think we're just going to enjoy it. <laughs> slowly. I just don't think slowly. we're going to, like, shoot this. Yeah. Th- it is very cold. Oh, God. Mm. <clears throat> uh, uh, it's not. This is just. This was. Such oh my a god! Bad, so cold. This is such a bad move. I. Oh, I, I don't even have sensitive teeth. That's so cold. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't do it. Call it out. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I like it. Oh. It's just too cold. Oh my god! I don't know how you doing it. I'm suffering for the fans. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If there's anything you want to see us cover next episode, let us know. Our links are in the description. Thank you again to Corona Premier for being a sponsor of the podcast. 2.6 grams of carbs, 90 calories. Pick it up at your local liquor store, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys. Peace. Peace.